Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. Well, we're in that season where we know you're all thinking about Christmas lists and presents and how you can help somebody in need this holidays. So before we dive into our topic today, we wanted to suggest giving a gift that will last far beyond that Christmas morning unwrapping and and even affect future generations. We want to encourage you to think about sponsoring a couple that's struggling in their marriage relationship this Christmas. So there are two ways you can do this. We all have got those friends who are just kind of going through a rough time or maybe they're maybe they're really in trouble. So if this is the case and, and you want to help sponsor someone to attend um, one of our three-day all-inclusive marriage intensives, just reach out to us. If that's a gift you'd like to give. We'll even throw in a 25% discount to help you out. Simply email us at the info at themarriageadventure.com and mention that you heard this ad. The second way you can help a couple this season is to support our ministry. Just go to themarriageadventure.com forward slash support and you'll see multiple ways you can financially support what we're doing here at The Marriage Adventure. Okay, on with the podcast. Hello world, wake me up to another good, good morning, time to go. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We're trusting that you had a great Thanksgiving. And I want you to know, as we were eking, eat, eking, eking. as we were eating our turkey and the traditional, you know, Thanksgiving uh, meal, we were thinking of you and we were very thankful mm-hmm. of you. Very thankful. Yes. But while I was eating dessert, I was thinking of nothing else but that dessert. So, oh, uh, yeah. So, anyway, so we hope you guys had. A very wonderful holiday we did too, uh, Thanksgiving, and now we're, gosh, we're full on into Christmas. Oh. The, hearing the jingle bells in that ad that yeah. you just did, just like, I know. it made me happy, but it also made me um, kind of nervous because we got all these Christmas stuff to buy, and I it's know. hard to know what to buy the kids. Our kids are getting older. Their presents are getting more expensive. Yes, that's that's the hard part is the oh. expense. It's like, wow. You know, one thing is more than we spent on and one of the things on their list this year is more expensive than all the stuff we've spent for total Christmas in the past it's like yeah. now nah, I don't know that we're gonna be able to do all that I know I know and so it's uh as if you have kids you know as they get older man it gets more expensive and your budget has to increase and all that kind of stuff but I remember early on we could go mm-hmm. to the dollar store and pick out like a couple of stuffed animals and a few things for pro I mean we could do all of Christmas for like a hundred bucks when I mean they didn't know. I mean listen, we technically still could do that. <laughs> they won't be happy but no, but you know. Oh, you but know then we can drive them around some areas of town that May yeah. make them think about what they have. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Well, hey, listen, today is going to be a great, great podcast episode. I'm excited about it. And today we're going to set up a kind of a series we're going to yeah. do for the next uh, three weeks. or four weeks yeah. uh, through the month uh, if, of December, if you're listening in real time. If you're not, then it's whatever month you're listening <laughs> to. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, hey, have you ever, have you guys ever just seen those couples? And they just make marriage look easy. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know 
those couples. It's like they never argue. They always have fun. They never, mm-hmm. you know, they're just sweet and fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Sickening. You want to slap them, yeah. right? Well, some people might think we're that couple. So, oh, that's right. I don't know. Don't slap us. No, but slap us. well, well, um, well. Sometimes you think, are they faking it? Mm-hmm. Like, is this real? Mm-hmm. You know, or is this like a Facebook Instagram marriage? And that's a good point. And there are those couples that simply put on a show mm-hmm. and want to look good in front of people, and then behind closed yeah. doors they're letting it fly. Mm-hmm. But I will say, uh, you can have faith in humanity. There are those couples that we know that really have a great marriage. Yeah. yeah. And they have, you know, a very healthy marriage. And uh and no no marriage is perfect. No marriage and, is perfect. And not talking about that. And healthy marriages they even argue they're because there's gonna be. I mean, you're, unless you got one of them's a robot, right, with no opinion whatsoever. But and robots are starting to have opinion nowadays. No right. kidding. Well, we won't even go down that road. So, um, and listen, for some of them, maybe it came easy. Mm-hmm. Maybe their personalities are just wired that way to be a little less um, combative. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe their personalities kind of let things roll off their back easy. And and maybe those two personalities found each other. Yeah. And now there's a there's another side of that coin, right? There's dangers yeah, there's, in in that. Yeah. Um, well, there's dangers in it if there's dangers in it if one if it's one sided like that. Right. But even if both of them are that way, um, people still need to have assertiveness and have their voice be yes, heard and right. opinion be heard. That's right. And those couples that are both that way, then then that can create. You mean too easy to let just let yes. things go? And yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, but maybe for those couples that you that you're thinking of, that just man, they have those great marriages and it looks easy. Maybe it came easy, or maybe it didn't. Maybe it, it they had to work at it, mm-hmm. and maybe it was a process, and it, maybe it's something that they continue to have to work at. Um, but either way, all those couples we think have some traits that are common among yeah. all of them and so over the next uh next few weeks that's kind of what we want to unpack and we're going to start unpacking that today okay so what are those traits that we're talking about that all those couples that seem to really get along great that they have in common mm-hmm. um so bon when when we when i first asked that question you know do you know those couples that just seem to make it look easy um probably couples came to your mind yeah right yeah and i we've asked ourselves because we do marriage ministry we've looked at those couples and and thought what is that common thing and Probably one of the things that that sticks out the most to me is that they just like each other. They enjoy mm. their friends. Mm-hmm. They enjoy being together, whether they're you know just if they're hanging out at home or if they're out with other people. You know, I, I remember saying years ago, "Is it's no matter where we go, if you're there, you're still you're always my favorite person in a room, mm-hmm. and I gravitate towards you." Because I like what you got going on. You know, mm-hmm. I like what's, what the conversations that you're interesting to me. And I enjoy, I just enjoy being with you. Whether we're yeah. with a crowd or if it's just us. Um, I think that's 
one of the things. And then we look at the other other couples that seem successful, and that's really true. They seem to just like each other and mm-hmm. enjoy being together. Kind of, they've just got a friendship. I think that's a big word. They're they're just they're friends, mm-hmm. and they yeah they really do. They enjoy each other. They're flirty. Mm-hmm. They're but maybe not overly flirty. Hopefully, because mm-hmm. maybe they like to be around each other. But I don't like to be around them if right. they're overly flirty. Right, right. But they're a little bit uh, so much so that it's just kind of refreshing to be around them. It's if they're flirty enough, right? That yep. it's refreshing, and they're fun. They don't. Uh, they do. They just seem to really enjoy each other. And um, and so to kick off this series, uh, Gottman Research, so John and Julie Gottman are foremost relationship and marriage researchers and psychiatrists, psychologists and counselors, and we've mentioned them before, cited them before here on the podcast, but, um, and we're Gottman trained, trained therapists. So Gottman Research shows that couples that are happy and have deep friendships, they know each other intimately. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not an intimacy like just sexual intimacy, but that's a, when you know somebody intimately, you know the ins and outs. Yeah. It's the intimacy you see. You see who they are at the core. You know their, their dreams, their fears, their likes, their dislikes. Mm-hmm. You, you know everything about them. Yeah, and they have uh, an abiding regard for each other. And, um, and, and abiding, I love that, the way they put that. They have this abiding regard. What does it mean? So this continual daily, if I abide, it's, it's this daily dwelling. I, I abide in my house, right? I live there. Mm-hmm. Scripture says abide in Christ. We walk with him daily. Mm-hmm. So they have this daily moment by moment regard appreciation appreciation i was gonna ask you what is it what how would you describe regard yeah it's a respect and appreciation for each other yeah when i think of that word regard i think of the old movie regarding henry oh yeah wasn't that a great movie that was a great movie and and that was you know and so they have this deep appreciation daily Mm -hmm. minute by minute it's not in the big times in the little time it's 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 continual Uh, So they have this abiding regard for each other, and they express that fondness, not just in big ways, but in small ways. So not just on birthdays or holidays or just with lavish gifts, but they express that abiding regard and that fondness for each other just throughout the day. Well, like I was at Walmart the other day, and I saw a beanie cap. Yes. And I thought, you know what? It's getting cold. And you like I have a bald head. You you always say how cold your head is. Oh my is. gosh! It's Listen, like... when you shave your head, nobody tells you that. <laughs> it's amazing how much warmth that little bit of hair up there brings. Yeah. But man, it it really. Well, they say all your heat escapes through your head. Well, it does. <laughs> and so, I mean, I would. I remember I had a beanie cap on one day at church, and and my pastor someone was like, you know, man, got the beanie looking like a, well, you know. Whatever style, and I'm like, no, no, this is purely for warmth. <laughs> this is not stylistic. No, but, I'm not doing this to to have a look. <laughs> but it's that kind of thing. Yeah, she it's, thought of me. I thought of you. I was like, oh, he needs something to keep his head yeah. warm. Or I'm sitting there, and you get up to refill your coffee, and you say, hey, can I refill your coffee? Mm-hmm. And you do the same. Yeah, we right, do right. For I, each other. You, you always like blankets sitting on you. You and, handed me one before we started just, just now. Right, and yeah. so that's my abiding abiding regard. Yeah, and that's because you deeply know me. You know my likes and dislikes, yep, and yep, you yep. you care about those things. Yeah, and so that's the that's what it's talking about, not just in the big ways, but in the small ways. It's the 
It's also the you talk about every uh, about nothing but about everything, mm-hmm. and so it's the little old couple that that sits there and says, "Honey, have you seen that little red cardinal that sits out mm-hmm. on that tree limb?" You know, yeah. Or and you talk about the the news. You just literally you talk about nothing, mm-hmm. but you talk about everything. Yeah, and it's that that abiding day by day fondness in yes. regard, and that is one of the biggest characteristics of these successful couples and uh, is that they have that they're deeply they cherish each other yeah. day in and day out i love this this quote here by Gottman. it says that friendship fuels the flames of romance because it offers the best protection against feeling adversarial toward your spouse mm. that's so true mm-hmm. when we're when we're friends and we're hanging out and connecting and i think Friendship is a good connection is vital to friendship mm-hmm. and friendship I think is one of those things that's vital to connection. And when we're getting along and connecting, man, it's it it decreases the amount of making well that word adversarial is so true because we can make the other person kind of our enemy if we're not careful, but you don't have those feelings of just they're getting on my nerves, or they're just—I just, just want to be a little, smack a little bristly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because I think we can walk around if we're not in that friendship mode, we can get a little on edge mm-hmm. with each other about mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. and that goes into kind of what you're about to explain. Yeah, it it they—they uh, uh, they are deeply connected. Yeah, and and in the big and the small ways. But I do love that, that it fuels the flames of romance, friendship does. Mm-hmm. And then it offers that protection. That was that was really good. My mom has said, told me many times that, that marriage is the process of falling in and out of love with each other all the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so true. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to always have those ooshy-gushy, you know, schmoopy, <laughs> schmoopy feelings. <laughs> that's that's a Seinfeld. Seinfeld restaurant. Yeah, yeah. but... But you you do it sometimes, mm-hmm. and then it's the it's that ebb and flow, and you want that you you know it, it's kind of that you can't stay in that on that mountaintop of that romance hot flame all the time. Mm-hmm. But well, back to that quote: the friendship fuels the flames of romance because it offers the best protection against feeling adversarial. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean we ain't gonna get in arguments, right? And that doesn't mean that we're not gonna be hacked at each other mm-hmm. but there's a difference between being upset with somebody and and them being an adversary you yeah. know towards us yeah um and that's where you don't want to get to the and, place and so where you're you want, constantly on the opposite side of me yes yes mm-hmm. uh you know we've said this before on the podcast and i tell couples this that the uh the marks of a, a healthy marriage isn't that you never fight or oh, argue. Gracious, no. Um, that's the marks of having a heartbeat, yeah. <laughs> is that you fight and argue. But the marks of a healthy marriage is how quickly you can move through that argument and back to connection. Mm-hmm. So I can, and I, and I can tell I'm out of shape <sighs> if I walk up the hill and I can't breathe for the next five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I can tell I'm in shape when I walk up the hill and uh, my heart rate goes back down within, you know, a few seconds and I'm mm-hmm. back moving on. And that's the same way in our relationship. So well, one thing that, that 
uh, Gottman talks about is, and this is going to be something we'll use over the next four weeks, is they talk about positive sentiment override versus negative sentiment override. So they say PSO versus NSO. Okay, that's I'll get confused. That's really big, big... uh Explain what that is. Break that down for us. Break that down. So positive and negative, right? I want to be positive. We don't want to be negative. And then sentiment override. So my positive sentiment, that's the way I feel about you. Mm -hmm. Sentimental. Sentimental, right? Negative sentiment is I just always have those adversarial negative feelings about somebody. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what they do. Okay, well, that was great, but, you know. Uh, it was funny because years ago, the it's like Nick Saban. I'll just use this, right? Nick Saban in in in, in Alabama, right? I have a negative sentiment override there. <laughs> I'm a Falcons fan, so the New Orleans Saints was always negative sentiment override. We saw a movie that had the new the Saints quarter uh, the Saints coach in it, and it was funny. He was in a comedic role, and that was cute, and he was really good in that. But as soon as the movie was over, I was back to yeah, but I still don't like him. Yeah, that's a good example of a negative sentiment override. Mm-hmm. No matter what they do. You're just going to kind of go back. The override, yeah. the default is yes negative. Because you've got such, so many negative feelings from past experiences that it's just oh, like yes. there's no winning. Yes, the national championship in 2016. I'm not bitter. I've let that go. but I can tell. Um, so, But the positive sentiment override is, is that your positive thoughts towards each other are so pervasive, mm-hmm. are so much that they tend to supersede the negative feelings. So if we have an argument, if we have a disagreement, if you do something that hacks me off, then then I'm going to override back to positive. It's like that my def- that. my default setting is positive. positive towards you. And yes. And so it takes much more serious conflict. Now you can you you can reset that default to a negative sentiment, but it takes incredibly serious conflict, usually over a long period of time mm-hmm. to reset that default to negative. And likewise, it takes um a lot of positive healing to reset it back to the positive sentiment. If you're in a negative. If if your default is negative. Yeah. So when the friendship is low, then you end up with the negative sentiment override where everything gets interpreted interpreted in a negative manner. You know, even things that are spoken in a neutral tone. Yeah. Or things that you do that are kind are taken adversarial. Yeah, because you can think, well, they're just trying to manipulate me. Or we, we don't, we no longer are looking for the good in things and we're no longer assuming the best, mm-hmm. we go into it with a default setting of, you know, what's he out to get or that we've got right. just a negative overtone. Mm-hmm. And that can happen in yeah. relationships. It can definitely happen in marriage. Um, so, and we're going to be unpacking over the next month how how that works and how we can change that to a positive sentiment override Um but today we want to give you the first step yeah. in creating that because this might take some homework. It might take you this week <laughs> yeah. to unpack that before you listen to next week's episode or the next episode. I think it's even important just to even ask that question and be self-aware enough to say, evaluate where your default setting is towards your spouse. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. So what is that? Um, you must, you have to identify if there's any unforgiveness or bitterness in your relationship, in your heart, 
mm-hmm. and you've got to root that out um, and get rid of it. There's no you cannot reset your default setting to a positive sentiment yeah. from a negative sentiment if you've got bitterness and unforgiveness there because that's what makes you feel adversarial. Oh yeah, that's what puts you on the negative with with someone, and and that's not an easy. That's not a one-day fix. That's not just saying, oh, well, I've got a lot of things. You know, I've got a negative override, so I'm going to just, I'm just going to be get over it. If there's no. deep, if there's something deep there that that is your negative default, then it's, it may take some, a lot of time, and you've got to override it with more good mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, it's that replacement theory. It's like if mm-hmm. I'm, you know, constantly thinking about something bad all the time the only way i can get that out of my mind is to replace it with something good mm-hmm. so um you got a great example colby just had a cavity yeah and so he goes in and so when you go in and you get a cavity filled then what do they do yeah, they take out the old they and scrape out the ugh. old and that is not could you imagine i mean if you didn't have that shot the <laughs> shot is bad enough but if you didn't have the shot that would be painful i'm cringing incredibly painful so they they dig out the old right if you got rotten wood in your house mm-hmm. then you got to get out the old rotten wood you can't just put the new wood in there that's right and you got to get out the old rotten wood first clean it out and then put in the new so you can't develop this you can't just have a bunch of positive actions going on when you've got unforgiveness and bitterness in there and um and so what's at the core of your disdain and that's creating your negative sentiment override. So yeah. that's the question. What's at the core of your negative sentiment? Why is your default override negative? Mm-hmm. There's probably an action. There. There's probably something, some history there. Well, and you might even need help identifying that from, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, off the bat, maybe there's, or maybe it's not one offense. Maybe it's something over a long time that you've just allowed to sit there and you might need to go sit down and have a counselor help you unpack that. Mm-hmm. Because and maybe you don't realize it. Maybe you might have been in it so long you don't even remember. Yeah. Maybe it's it's it, it, you're having all these little negative, your spouse is doing all the right things, but they're triggering negative feelings. Yeah. And if that is there, that's disdain. That's a great example of disdain, and that's there for a reason. And uh, sometimes it gets there not because of one big thing, you know. So if there was an affair, or there was um, lying, or there was some mistrust built because of an action, then that's obvious. But you know, it could just be little things over a long period of time that Mm -hmm. you've allowed to just kind of build up. It's we've the example before. It's little sticks on the. On the burn pile, right? I throw sticks from the yard on the burn pile, and after a while, I got this massive pile that's going to be a bonfire when it sets Mm -hmm. on fire. And and maybe that's it. Maybe you've just allowed things to kind of drip over the years, and it's created the Grand Canyon in your heart. Well, and well, like this summer, when I was I was working in the garden, I was weeding some stuff, and um, I got a little splinter in my hand, and I went in and I I dug that out, and it heal back over or so I thought and it was like it was a week later and something my finger just kept was like I would nudge it on something it's like I didn't really notice it but I would mm-hmm. bump it on something and I'm like my finger I thought it had healed and then come to find out because my eyes are old and I had not seen <laughs> all it the skin had healed over it 
but there was still something mm. deep down in there. And it kept, every time I bumped it on something, it would cause a, a little, it wasn't enough to be pain all the time, but it was just this irritation. And mm-hmm. I stayed irritated with it until I finally dug down in there and I was like, oh, there's still this little, t-. it was amazing mm-hmm. what a little tiny piece of a, a splinter can do down in your finger to cause your whole body to be irritated. Mm, yeah. So the, okay. So that brings up two things then there's two ways I think this can happen. One I think if the splinter is still there mm-hmm. and it's, and you don't realize it. Yeah. Um, and we have, we've had two times in 27 years and I'm thankful to say, I, I can yeah. only remember two times. Maybe there was one early that we didn't remember that we, our default was negative. Yeah. And, uh, one was about 10 years ago, uh, when I was 40. So I just said I'm 50, right? You know. Yeah. So about 10 years ago, it was my 40th year. I went into this what we referred to as my 40 year funk, or yep. that, whatever that was. Um, that my override had turned negative towards you. Yeah. And and we didn't know why. And everything you did got on my nerves. Yeah. And and you were afraid, man, is he having an affair? And that was the furthest thing from the truth. Mm-hmm. And as we dug in. And because we were so, I was so used to our connection being yes. so good, yep. but but we didn't. I mean, so that's why I was like, "What is this?" And awesome? that 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 uh, that negative season of our marriage ended up being very healing and very strengthening as we worked through it. Yes, in it we didn't. I mean, it was no. It was I don't think you rough. even were aware of what what it was, where it was coming from. Not in the moment, right. I didn't until. Um, I remember how I came out of it was, it was about a six month period mm-hmm. and we won't get into, we don't have time to get into the ins and outs of it. Um, but it was about a six month period and I knew that I had developed some kind of disdain for you. I just mm-hmm. didn't, everything you did, I couldn't have a positive feelings mm-hmm. towards you and, um, the kids were little and, um, and I remember you had a pain uh, you went to the doctor. I went to the doctor with you. He wanted to do a battery of tests. There were a couple of things that he thought it, it could have been MS or it could have been cancer, something like that. Those words got tossed around. Yeah. And in that moment, God just snatched me out of it and said, what are you doing? And, uh, and that put me on the road to want to find out what it was. Mm-hmm. And as we dug in, uh, some things at home, some things at work, some things, you know, it all yeah. kind of compounded. But we were able to root that out and offer and ask for some forgiveness and things like that. And it was very healing once yeah. that happened. Mm-hmm. But that took a, it took a minute. It, it wasn't did. an immediate, okay, great, I'm back to positive. Yep. And that will be my second point in a second. But the other time that we had a negative override, you had a negative override towards me, and that was just last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty soon. That's true. That's true. And I, and you know, I won't go into that either, but it was that it, there were things that we had to go and deal with. You, you can nutshell it. I mean, we had a rough year. We did. There were and lots of things. It I mean, was, uh, it was, God was doing a lot in our, in our lives to bring us to this point in ministry. Mm-hmm. We were building out this little retreat center down here the you know on the property and and at the same time and I think we've shared this on the podcast I was feeling frustrated at work versus doing ministry here and not sure how to make that leap at the same time 
And I'm I'm trying to I'm dragging along trying to put the brakes on because I'm like, what is happening here? What? Yeah. And and if there was this invisible goal line you were you were driving us to that I could not see and nor understand. And it was like, just can you let us breathe? And and I think that there's tension God brings in that's holy tension. Yep. And there was a goal line he had put out there that he hadn't revealed to us at the time. That's right. And I didn't and, understand And it. I kind of always liken it to, I imagine when Noah was building that ark, his wife was ticked at him half <laughs> the time. And he was ticked at his kids because they wouldn't help. And that happened yep. here. I was upset at the kids. I was upset with you. Y'all yep. were upset with me. And then on top of that, we were at the ER about every other week. Yes, there I were mean, a lot of things that contributed. So much stuff. And so that contributed to this negative sentiment. Well, that that... I was just frustrated at the world, and you were really hacked at me. Yeah. And, um, but when we were able to, we d- we went away and did a reset. We got, we did. We had an intensive, like we offer here. And that was so healing because we were able to get to the root of that and and offer forgiveness and yeah. and apologies and and it it was such a special time and it probably it, one of the greatest. Probably the greatest thing we've done for our marriage. Yes, and it moved the needle back to center. Yeah. And allowed it to, okay, there were steps we took moving forward Mm -hmm. that allowed me to keep that needle for a a sustained period of time at positive. Um, Until now your override is back to default. Right, exactly. positive, yeah. Exactly. So that is is the, the splinter buried until you root it out. Yes. So the second thing is um, that sometimes the splinter can be removed, but because of the injury that the splinter caused, it it's out, but it just needs time to heal. Yeah. And uh, and I had a couple here a few weeks ago, and we were talking through some things that had happened in that in their marriage that uh, they had you know, a few months ago offered forgiveness for and had given forgiveness for and had, quote, I'm doing air quotes, moved past, and they had. And so in our time together, she was bringing that up as an example of hurt. And he he said, well, you forgave me. Why why can't we move past that? And and I said, well, two things can happen at the same time. Yeah. Um, One, yes, it is forgiven. You have moved past it. But it still takes a while for the injury to heal, yeah. right? And um, and that just takes some time. And like you just said, it took a minute to get back to the the positive override, mm-hmm. right? I can have positive feelings, but to get back to that over, it's just going to default back to that. It might take a minute, mm-hmm. and that's okay. That's yeah. that's just the way God wired us as humans. But I, you have to be willing to allow it to move back to center as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's another thing. It's just making sure that, yeah. you know, because I, I can easily, I think I think it's a flesh pattern for most people to tend to move towards negative mm-hmm. if you're not intentionally moving towards positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I agree. You have to intentionally override it. And so um, that sets up our next three episodes. So if you want to learn how to... To move from a negative sentiment override back to a positive sentiment override, um, then listen to the next few episodes, and uh, we'll be discussing that. Also, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, uh, follow us at The Marriage Adventure, and uh, like and subscribe to that, and share this 
podcast with all your married friends. So it's been great. We look forward to being with you again next time.